0: But I also don't think we can go back to this uh, naive American idea uh, of global solutions. The idea that we can just go back to the 90s, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, of of, uh, global conflict resolution or uh, global governance, for instance, of the Internet. I don't believe that this is not going to work, right? Mm -hmm. So so that's
1: Welcome to The Void, a series of experiments produced by the Institute of Network Cultures, where we examine everything between platform nihilism, digital activism, and meme research to alternative economies in the arts, speculative AI, and urgent publishing. For The Void of the Platform, we thought it was about time that we invite the man who started it all, INC founder and internet critic Geert Lovink. Geert recently published a new book called Stuck on the Platform, which we will discuss today. Hi, Geert. Thanks for being Hi, here. Hi um, We are currently experiencing what one could call a platform blues. In your new book you write, while some believe that our persistent resentment, complaints and anger are merely part of the human condition, totally unrelated to the shape and size of the information ecology, others like you, are convinced that we have to take the mental poverty, the online billions, seriously. We can no longer ignore the depression, anger, and despair, pretending they will all be gone overnight after installing another app. This also relates to your previous book, Sad by Design. Could you maybe tell us a little bit more about that book and what the platform lose means?
0: When Sad by Design uh, came out in, uh, in 19, um, this period could still be uh, considered uh, a period in which um, monopolies or platform capitalism, uh, as it is also called, uh, established itself and um, uh, really you know, put a lot of uh, weight on investments in infrastructure, let's say. It was still a period in which things were being rolled out and uh, uh, people got used to this uh, new uh, normal. And um, it was a little bit um, maybe of a new insight uh, that, uh, you know, there was uh, so much uh, manipulation happening uh, either on the level of, behavioral modifications um, um, to get people hooked or, on um, these uh, social media or um, you know platforms in in general and um, it was a, a period in which uh, people um, were kind of uh, having some mixed feelings so some felt okay yes I I don't know, is there another place I can go to, are there any alternatives or, you know, people were still uh, excited uh, about uh, possibilities and, um, you know, online dating and uh, everything else, right? So it was a, a bit of a mixed uh, f- feeling um, at the time um, and uh, the main essay in the book, uh, which is uh, Sad by Design, a. Um, um, uh, showed that um you know uh, people were being uh, were being trapped mm-hmm. or as others uh, called it you know that it was uh, a culture of regression in which there was no way out and that people people felt trapped and that this this uh, sadness as i call it uh, you know but others who would call it uh, depression or you know the, the male variant of it is uh, is the anger and um, anxiety. anxiety yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a whole uh scala of course it's a specter of um of affects and um, emotions and responses um, and, and yeah this uh, started to uh, have an uh, accumulative uh, effect Resulting in a culture of, um, of regression and stagnation with nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm.
1: So what has changed um, since your last book while writing your new book? Of course, the COVID pandemic happened and it certainly changed a lot of things. You write, we wanted to use the pandemic to reset and move on. We failed. So in stuck on the Platform, you described the state of Zoom fatigue, for example. Could you explain what that means?
0: In general, I, I think um, three, four years ago, uh, all these things were uh, new insights. Mm. I want to start with uh, the, um, the good news that <laughs> uh, there is a growing awareness uh, amongst the um, the billions of, of users, the uh, public in general, uh, the experts, of course, and um, the uh, media makers, and even regulators, uh, about uh, let's say the negative impact uh, on the mental state uh, that, that um, you know the the very architecture of these uh, platforms are are having, right? Um, so. Uh, there is let's say uh you know accumulative uh, insights mm-hmm. and <laughs> um, uh, so that that's that's a good news uh, however uh, this can also make us even more desperate because if we s- start with um let's say subliminal influencing a subconscious feeling of being trapped, being influenced, being
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, <coughs> limited by fake news or um, you know addictive um, uh, aspects of it.
1: Doom scrolling.
0: Yeah, doom scrolling. For instance, uh, which uh, w- became very very big um, uh, in the in the COVID uh, uh, p- period. Then um, we were looking for. Uh, alternatives but they're not uh, readily uh, available right so there's zoom
1: is still the only option zoom is
0: the only option uh, Instagram um, you name it right mm-hmm. so um, so people start to become aware of what these platforms are doing with them yet um, they're still the, dependent yeah, they, yeah there's no um, real um you know catalogue of uh, of strategies which has always uh, surprised me because in the beginning in particular let's say 10 years ago i was quite naive still believing that you know when a new generation comes up let's say now generation z or, or a couple of years ago it, millennials that they would just revolt and say you know all this all this crap of uh, of the boomers. Why why should <laughs> we buy into it? Why why don't we just uh, you know uh, um,
1: create something it, new? Yeah. Create
0: something new. Revolt, um, right? And this was a, a really uh, naive uh, hope uh, on on my side uh, that um, you know that let's say after geocities or uh, you know all the others uh, a new platform would come right so if you if you're coming from let's say the 80s and 90s you got used to a, a constant uh, change uh, and this change um, around maybe 2012 or 2015 mm-hmm. uh, got to hold and in fact uh we're now already in uh, in a period of almost a decade in which uh not much uh, has uh, has has changed and yes that still uh, uh surprises me to be honest
1: yeah i guess tiktok is the biggest new player especially yeah, for gen but, z yeah uh,
0: but you know tiktok uh, can also be said that it uh, you know it was just a, a clever but late mm-hmm. uh, Chinese adaption of uh, Snapchat, and uh, that's enough. now with the growing weight of um, you know of the Chinese, uh, let's say venture capital, and uh, uh, you know they have uh, not just adapted, but uh, with TikTok found uh, a way to um, advance mm-hmm. a, co- a certain concept, not just copy it. And in, in that sense, uh, you know, we we can just uh, praise the Chinese for uh, <laughs> having to <laughs> having moved on from from very cheap, uh, you know, stealing and uh, copy paste culture to uh, uh, and uh, hopefully a next level in which uh, you know the Chinese will even uh, you know outsmart the Californians uh, in this business.
1: According to you network nostalgia might propose a solution for all of this uh, negativity and the blues. Uh, But let's go back first. Could you tell us a bit more about the heyday of the network? What did the network look like? And why was it popular back in the day?
0: In my last book, uh, Set by Design, I wrote a small but quite conceptual chapter called media network platform in mm-hmm. which i describe the um, let's say you know changes the genealogy of these three uh, key concepts mm-hmm. that uh, you know have shaped my uh, my generation yeah. coming from alternative media and uh, tactical media in the 90s new media of course um as a you know, almost a very empty uh, c- container concept, mm-hmm. in which a lot of you know hopes and ideas uh, were uh, uh, projected upon, uh, to um, a more specific idea of how people would relate to each other uh, in the, in the social aspect, which was um, you know the concept of um, the network. Mm-hmm and the network or was of course uh initially um was seen as a as an alternative to the centralized top-down uh broadcasting mm-hmm. um uh, method of um, let's say television radio uh, newspapers and so on right mm-hmm. so the, the the classic 1920 uh, uh, 20th century mm-hmm. um, uh, media landscape which you know was uh something there w- you know we could uh appropriate or we could uh, own we could do pirate radio or we could do local cable television or mm-hmm. produce our own n- 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 magazines or zines, zines yeah. but nonetheless um, yeah it, it was still uh, even uh, you know in most critical analysis seen as a, a top-down medium and the mm-hmm. network uh really ha- had the promise uh, that it would deliver more feedback more you know according to the whole uh, cybernetic principles uh interaction uh participation um and um you know self-determination uh, in mm-hmm. the end which is was of course an idea that we also had uh previously right that you can take uh the media matters and representation issues in your own hands and uh, that you were no longer depending on on these large uh, corporations or state um, owned media okay uh, so in the 90s uh you know these things uh came together mm-hmm. uh in in the early internet and we started to build networks communities uh around uh, you know a variety of uh, of topics and these networks uh of course they were as networks often are they're quite informal mm-hmm. um, they were focused on collaboration and cooperation but mm, they couldn't really find serious um, alternative economic models to sustain themselves. How
1: big were these networks usually? Yeah, usually,
0: as we know in the literature, right, it says that uh, a network is ideal when it has 150 uh, members mm-hmm. um, because uh, then, uh, you know, it has it reaches the optimum. Uh, b- above 500, um, you start to lose uh overview. Uh, you have no idea anymore who, who is really around or who is, uh, you know, um, taking initiatives and um, yeah, and then the, the so-called power law starts to kick in, right? When you have uh, two thousand or five thousand, mm-hmm. and, and this is exactly what happened in the late nineties and the early two thousands when networks became so big that they were uh, unmanageable. They became absolutely unmanageable and. Uh, there's this moment uh, then uh, um, which is called web Mm 2.0 when uh, you know other uh, types of software were were necessary to uh, cater for the uh, enormous uh, economies of uh, of scale and that's when uh, we see the the rise and the birth the first birth of uh, social media
1: yeah yeah, and you, in your book, you say this is the age of network extinction, uh, platforms did the rest. Uh, networks have been neatly uh, excised from our tech vocabulary. So, what happened after the peak of the network? Where is the network now? Would you say,
0: first of all, networks are can no longer really sustain themselves mm-hmm. as autonomous entities? This is a problem, right? So um, long time ago, people gave up to have their own, uh, you know, servers to have the, an independent, um, infrastructure that would cater for, uh, real independent, uh, networks. Uh, so, uh, there's the problem of, uh, of hosting and m- maintenance, mm-hmm. uh, on a, on a technical level, but also on a social level, um. Uh, because things started to uh, grow and uh, diversified, Th- this was uh, n- no longer an option. <coughs> the networks uh, where they are these days, um, as we know, um, they've been subsumed inside uh, the platforms. Mm-hmm. And according to uh, Mark Zuckerberg himself, you know, the, uh, he w- is taking care of the networks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, alternatively still uses the two terms uh, together. He talks about networks and about communities, right? So he he's using the two terms and I think he's correct in that sense. Huh? This is a real uh, kind of 90s mixture mm-hmm. because these are after all uh, techno-social construct in which there is an element uh, of uh, you know technical uh, networks of software that uh, you know we learned so well to visualize um and then there is the the social network of of people uh, interacting uh, with each other and these days as we know in the social media that's primarily you know v- quite narrowly defined um, uh, most of it is uh, family and friends related, so quite uh, close to your mm-hmm. your personal life and then maybe there's a, you know a social life not everybody has, but okay, uh, you know there's the soccer club and, mm-hmm. and you, you can become member of of, of certain clubs, uh, yeah. clubs and communities and um, and you know that's about it but. The platform uh, takes care of it all and uh, sets also, and that's th- the most important uh, aspect here, sets the parameters mm-hmm. uh, for uh, the internal communication. Yeah. The good thing about the platform is that we can all find each other very easily mm-hmm. and that it's an app, that it has an enor- enormous uh, sophisticated uh, form of usability and, you know, smooth interaction. Yeah. On the other hand, you know, um, yeah, we cannot define how we communicate there.
1: Yeah, the networks are being shaped by the platforms and we don't have a say in how that happens
0: very often the platform explicitly um limits mm-hmm. uh the sovereignty uh of the network yeah. uh, and um of course uh, you know they will define the terms under which you have to um have to talk exchange um and uh, then there's of course also the whole uh, issue of uh, Know, internal censorship or um, mm-hmm. yeah so an enormous uh, sophisticated form of, uh, of surveillance and you know of which we now 10 years later know so much more you know than than a decade uh, uh, ago which is probably a good thing but unfortunately all this um, knowledge uh, has not uh, resulted in uh, alternatives
1: You write in your book that the problem here is not the avalanche in internet critical literature itself, but it's the limited impact and the lack of a political roadmap on how to change the internet architecture. So going back to the network mentality could be a solution for the platform lose, right? Because in Stuck on the Platform, you ask yourself, what do networks look like today and how might we rethink them? how would that work
0: some people of course especially in europe believe like me in part as well mm-hmm. that uh, the solution is really also to come together again mm-hmm. like physically yeah yeah like we do in this uh, studio which you know uh, it sounds a bit strange but uh in comparison to uh, the the Zoom uh, uh, condition under which we had to work, mm-hmm. uh, Zoom and Teams, um, to be more precise, um, the fact that we are sitting here on, uh, at a table yeah. uh, in the studio is already uh, great. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's an uh, enormous, uh, you know, uh, progress. Uh, so, um, yes. Uh, w- we and uh, the institute of network cultures are looking into uh, ways how to uh, critique and um, develop alternatives for hybrid events for Mm -hmm. new ways in which uh, online and offline uh, can come together and a lot of people will uh, say we have to start with uh you know a return to the physical uh, um, mm-hmm. gathering and that's why you know in the past we also uh, put so much effort into organizing uh, uh, conferences events here in Amsterdam to bring people together mm-hmm. in physical space yeah. right so funny enough and not so many people know that but the the internet culture and the internet infrastructure has always been built on uh coming together regularly in physical environments Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so so there is no pure uh, virtuality here Mm -hmm. and especially if we're talking about further developing the, the medium or coming together to resolve let's say conflicts or to have discussions and debates um for this uh, the physical environment also for the engineers also uh you know f- for for everybody mm-hmm. uh, is absolutely crucial
1: do you think that the network metaphor still works when returning to meeting physically or should we drop the term and maybe use something new
0: I'm ready to uh, <laughs> to drop the the, the term mm-hmm. definitely.
1: That's quite a statement from. Uh, from yeah, <laughs> I
0: understand. We are the <laughs> Institute of <Yes>. Network <laughs> Cultures, after all, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, um, I think uh, it's it's really uh, time, uh, you know, that we um, challenge ourselves to to start to rethink uh, the social. Mm-hmm. and because uh, we need to find out how uh pe- people want to come together how they want to interact how they want to uh you know also have uh, discussions debates disp- disputes mm-hmm. uh, and resolve them hmm? because hmm?
1: especially at last bit. yeah the <laughs> last
0: w- part yeah it's very but you know that can only be um a resolution if you uh, have understood <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and agreed on uh, you know what the problems are um, and um, at the moment of course in the current um, uh, platform blues we see that uh, this has uh, completely become a management uh, problem of uh, filtering uh, censorship Mm-hmm. Uh, employing tens and tens of thousands of uh, invisible moderators somewhere, you know, in the global south, that um, yeah. clean up the mess. Uh, uh, for us which um, is very
1: traumatizing work as well
0: absolutely and so th- this is not the way we will come to conflict resolution I'm I'm very sorry um <laughs> the the exclusion of the other the exclusion of the of the troll you know is not uh, the way out th- mm-hmm. it, this is yeah it's, it's a classic <laughs> psychoanalytical insight but uh you know if you repress it on this side it will <laughs> come out somewhere else. it's yes. come out somewhere else so uh so that that type of uh of of mani- management uh you know is is in a way only uh, contributing further uh to the uh, you know misere as, as i uh, mm-hmm. call it
1: in the book and if we rethink the network and speculate a little bit, do you already have an idea of what a new metaphor could be? Or is that too big of a question for now?
0: Well, first of all, I think we are now entering a new phase uh, again after my book, of course, because Mm -hmm. we're very involved now with uh, the support of people in Ukraine during Mm -hmm. the war. um, I think in the next, uh, decades or years, at least we will be defined by, uh, the n- very harsh and new frontiers and borders, uh, between the geopolitical blocks. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not a fan of it, but I also don't think we can go back to this uh, naive American idea uh, of global solutions mm-hmm. you know there are no global solutions anymore for, for for this the idea that we can just go back um to to the uh, n- to the 90s mm-hmm. you know uh, of, of uh, global conflict resolution with all its its mechanisms or uh, global governance for instance of the internet i don't believe that this is not going to work right mm-hmm so th- so that's a, a romantic uh option yeah. that is uh, w- and and i think also the critique of, of uh, globalization the critique of these global um, uh, um governance mechanisms uh, was already uh, very loud 20 years ago it was very clear um that this was in in fact a western uh, hegemonic uh, you know imperial <laughs> idea yeah. right so now we live in a complete new environment in which uh, we have to deal with the, the geopolitical realities uh of uh, of of china with its sphere of influence of a crumbling uh, us of a very uh, you know un- uncertain um uh, europe that is that is there and other uh, places that uh, in, in the world that are kind of stuck mm, between, you know, emerging mm-hmm. uh, out of poverty and dropping back into prov- poverty again, yeah. right? So, and, and 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 this strange mix that we see in, in many parts of the world then results into an, an enormous rise of authoritarian solution in some cases, right-wing uh, nationalists. Um, and anyway, so this is the world um, we're living in. And the internet that we are using, that we are shaping is part of that world. Mm-hmm. And so th- th- so th- our analysis should, should start uh, there. there.
1: Mm-hmm. So Geert, as a final question, could you maybe reflect on writing this book? How was your experience? What did you like the most about it? And why should people read it?
0: yeah it's a number seven in my ongoing series of uh you know investigations of um the um, state of the art of um, critical internet cultures this book uh, is probably my most uh, free one it was an honor to work with um valise Mm -hmm. and um they gave me a lot of uh, freedom, much more than I had before. So it means that for the first time, the book has a substantial part in the m- in the middle um, uh, w- with aphorisms, mm-hmm. uh, which is um, you know a genre uh, I love. Uh, but yeah, I haven't really <laughs> uh, included them or have not really been able t- uh, to uh, so far. And to maybe uh, you know collect them as a as a book uh, in mm-hmm. itself also because yeah publishers uh, they really don't like <laughs> uh, aphorisms because who you know in the end who's is, who's is interested in 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 that um, uh, fading uh, <laughs> genre although you know i i believe it's very close uh, to um you know the hundred and sixty uh, or so characters of uh, of twitter and yeah. so in that sense uh you know to be able to summarize your ideas uh, in in a very uh, concise short uh, short way uh, i've always loved uh, the the slogans and uh, the work uh, you know to, uh, that i've been doing together with the uh, um designer Mika hertz and um, Uh, Yeah, it's uh, it's probably known. So I love uh, slogans and sloganism and uh, the fact that uh, this is included in the book uh, is, uh, you know, means a lot to to me. And hopefully uh, the readers will enjoy it. I've also included a a chapter on um, non fungible tokens and the whole discussion of uh, money lab, which, you know, are also in my previous book. So there is an update. of that work uh, too uh, in the book, so by and large, uh, stuck in, in on the platform, uh, you know, uh, will give the reader a very good overview. I hope uh, of uh, where we are.
1: Great. Well, thank you, Geert, for this lovely conversation, and thanks everyone who is listening and watching, and we'll see you at the next episode of the Void.